right, we're going to go to our callers as well. You've got a text or WhatsApp, and uh, the number, by the way, is 85 Now, if you want to talk to me about the American election, you're quite welcome to do that. But that's not really the point I'm trying to make today. The point I'm trying to make is, which sort of a government do you want in Ireland? Because in Ireland, we don't have that choice. We used to have at one stage. Do you remember at one stage, we had different governments saying different things with different policies. One was against, you know, Fianna Fáil would have been conservative, Fianna Gael a bit more liberal, Labour Party were fighting for the working man. We even had the progressive Democrats in there a long time ago. We didn't have these little splinter socialist parties, by the way, at the time. Uh, we might have had one or two independents. But generally speaking, you knew what you were voting for. So if you were conservative, you voted for Fianna Fáil. If you were a kind of more liberal, you voted for Fianna Gael, or maybe the PDs at the time, and if you were the working man in the middle somewhere, you voted for the Labour Party. That's the way it used to be now. But now, it's all changed. You've got Sinn Féin, more or less saying the same thing as the government. You've got Fianna Fáil, saying the same thing as Fianna Gael. Fianna Gael, saying the same thing as Fianna Fáil. You've got the Labour Party, really saying very little at all. Well, they're speaking, but they're not really saying anything. And then you've got all the other parties who are just socialist and leftist parties, with the exception of a few independents around the country, 14 of them to be exact, who might be a little bit more conservative. So you don't have a choice. But if you did have a choice, and it was like America, and you could vote for a conservative government, nothing in the middle really, is there? Conservative or a liberal government, which would you go for in Ireland? Remember what comes with a conservative vote? Of course, no abortion and no same-sex marriage, most likely. If you had a conservative government, you wouldn't have the same support for the LGBT community. Um, a lot of the laws that we're bringing in or that we're doing in inequality and diversity wouldn't be happening. There would be a clampdown on immigration. Whereas you go for a liberal government, it's all or nothing really, isn't it? Let me know what you think. Which type of government would you prefer? 085 100 That's 085 100 Somebody just texted in and says, now nah, this is why I love your podcast. It's so much more intelligent than most radio stations. I would agree with you. Let me go to James. James, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boylan podcast. Afternoon, Tina. Nile. I never thought I'd hear somebody describe Fine Gael as a liberal party. That's, that's definitely known on me now. Well, they are liberal. Fianna Gael are liberal. No, they're not. Fianna Fáil, no, they're not. No, Fianna Fáil used to be conservative. They're not anymore. No, what Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are, are charlatans, Niall, the, the, both of them. They're both centre-right parties, but over the last kind of 10 years, they've seen how the wind is blowing. So they've said, you know what, let's go to the left. Let's just automatically switch to the left. Like... You know, in 2012, Leo Radcar was against gay marriage. And now suddenly he's all for it. Well, he was well, against this abortion, morning, actually, in, in, interestingly enough, I'm just spotted it just actually literally coming up on my phone there a few minutes ago, the Irish Independent, I think it was. And this morning, I see Leo Radcar has basically said that, um, where was his, oh yeah, he talks about abortion is not a good thing. So that's yeah, going to keep what, the conservatives Niall, happy, isn't it? <laughs> watch over the next year, Niall, now. Watch Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Because you remember, Niall, there's still that massive vote in the middle who would vote for either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael, people who are in the centre. And what they, they've realised now, Niall, that that vote is still there to be won. There's probably about 40, 30 to 40% of the population who would vote for either of them. And they know now that vote is the one. So watch, guarantee over the next six months to a year now, but as the run in the election comes now, watch them all swing back into the centre and back to the right. Watch the, watch the borders getting closed, Niall, over the next six months. Saying, oh yeah, we've listened to the people now. Okay, 75% said you want the borders closed. We've done that for you. And then what they'll do now is they come knocking on your door next year and say, yeah, we were the party who closed the borders. Sinn Féin didn't do it. As for the Labour Party, Niall, I, like you said, the Labour Party for the working man, the Labour Party have about eight or nine TDs. Look they, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the old Labour Party of 25 years ago. Yes. Yes. Ah, yeah, they were, they, you know, the old Labour Party of 25 years ago was about the working man or, or woman. Um, the Labour Party today, now is the leader of the Labour Party is a multi-multi-millionaire. Nothing says Labour 
than having the leader of the party as a multi-multi-millionaire. <laughs> and fair play to her. And fair play to her. I have no problem with that at all. Fair play. She's very successful. I've met the lady. She's lovely. But nothing says, I'm for the working man, but you're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I know, I know your struggles. But, no, but it would be fair. To, it would be fair to say that most politicians in Ireland, of course, if they're ministers, particularly or leaders of parties, would be very wealthy. I'm pretty sure Leo, Var- Leo Varadkar must be a millionaire at this stage. So much. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm sure Michal Martin is. Um, I'm absolutely sure Eamon Ryan is. I'm sure they're all millionaires. Absolutely not. Absolutely, mm. because it's a very like if you're what's it's a lucrative job, there, isn't it? It's a very lucrative. Job. Like you're on two fifty, and then if you have the ministers now, don't have to worry about the transport costs. Mm-hmm. Flights, all that type of stuff is thing. But anyway, now we're kind of transgressing here. We're going okay. Off so, so g- getting back to what I asked, if it was a, a Trump Biden style election, where you're looking yeah. at basically two polar opposites, which side would you go with? I would go with Trump now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for, or Ron DeSantis the, the, or whoever it could be. Yeah. Well, Ron, like, the, well, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I think Ron DeSantis would be the better candidate because yeah, he's younger. But then again, Niall, the, yeah, no, it's not about his age. Um, DeSantos is a politician. He's a career politician, now, and he speaks and he carries on like a politician. Donald Trump doesn't, and people can't get their heads around that. Because Donald Trump, when he ran, I think, to be honest with you, when he ran in 2016, he ran for a bit of laugh. I'll never win this against Hillary Clinton. And then he won, and he's like, oh, no, I won. What, what, do I do? what, what, what am I going to do now? Yeah, of course, and he ran America like a business, and that's and, what he and is. And look how successful it was. Like, well, from a financial point of view, yes, if it wasn't for COVID-19, it would have been a very successful business. Well, with regard to COVID nineteen, I did hear you mention that in the in the opening part. You know, he was only going at the time, Nile, like every other leader around the world. He was saying, "No, this COVID is crap." And then eventually, everybody was saying, "No, Mister President, look, you have to take this serious." And then eventually, he went, "Okay," and he was listening to anti Fauci. And then eventually, it turns out that Fauci was wrong. You were all wrong. This thing, as you has mentioned as well, did come from a lab. We all know. It well, came it, from a lab, well, it I certainly looks like that now. But but here's the sad like thing: it. anybody who said that on social media got their account suspended. And it now cancelled, looks like absolutely cancelled. And even though there was an agreement signed that gain of function was to be banned, as they call it, gain of function. In other words, developing viruses in labs had been banned, or the American funding it. It turned out that you know they were actually funding it in the background, and that Anthony Fauci, right, lied most likely, and that it could have come from a lab in Wuhan. It's more likely that is the, the, the where it came from now. Exactly. Now, like you know, we had that uh, the whole mask thing, the whole two meter thing. Like that the the original whole thing about the whole two meter thing now that was around since the time of the plague, the Black Death. You know what I mean? It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Like they realised in those days, stay away from your neighbour. They realised they. Okay, and do you think, do you think that did a lot of damage to the way people will vote? Will people remember? Yeah. Because I, I I find it strange, James, that most people have nearly forgotten about COVID nineteen, unless because it directly well, affects them. Exactly, unless you you know uh, you know you had a family member who died with it, not from it, with it. Um, if you notice, Nile as well, during them times, people were dying of COVID, but weren't dying of the flu. Whatever happened to I, I, I just find I find the electorate generally has like there's like this national amnesia. So no matter what yeah. a government does wrong, as long as they can regain confidence a couple of months before an election, people tend to forget about the the, the deeds of the past. I mean, look at Fianna Fáil. There should we never thought Fianna Fáil would be back in power after what happened, you know, in the early or in the latter parts of the two thousands. We never thought Fianna Fáil would get back into power again, but they did very well, quickly. Well, I tell you, Nile, what's going to happen? Then? next general election, right? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. And you can play this back to me in four years, right? Michal Martin is not going to run again. He's going to go to Europe, okay? Um, Pascal Donoghue, the Minister for um, the Junior Finance. I like him. I can't think of the exact title. Yep. I do like him because he, you know what he is, Niall? He, he, as someone described me one day, he's like a cabin man. He's very tight with the poor strings. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? He, he'll, he, there's a nice big banking job in, set up for him in Europe. Um, Leo Varadkar has re- reactivated his medical license, is moving to Canada with his husband. Simon Coveney, why Simon Coveney, everything that Simon Coveney does prior to his, his new appointment, his previous appointment in foreign affairs, everything was about stuff involving outside Ireland. He didn't care about what was going on domestically. He'll go off to the UN. You mark my words. These four predictions I've given you, they will be. And, and Simon Harris will be. Simon Harris will be the new leader and the new prime minister. Or no, Simon Harris. Simon Harris won't come back in again. And your your best mate in the world, who was constantly on your show before he came, minister. Oh, Stephen Donnelly, minister for health. He won't run again either. Most of them not. I, I don't think he'll be elected again. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, and even if he did, he won't be elected because the majority of them, Nile as well, got in because people now are starting to see through them. But even with the Shinners, Nile going jumping to the left, people are starting to see through the Shinners now as well. So what we're going to get is we're going to get a national mishmash, and our next government will be made up of Sinn Féin and the junior party will be Fianna Fáil. And hopefully no Greens in there. Okay, stay there for a well, second. Well, well, hang on. Stay, well, stay there for a second. I want to go to Maureen as well. Maureen, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. Maureen, I've no doubt yeah, which no sort doubt. of government you'd vote for. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm going to come at it at a different angle. We need to look at what we want for the future. Do we want to try and rebuild our country? And if we do, for the better for our children and grandchildren, we need to start electing people that have morals, principles and integrity and build a future foundation based on morals, principles and integrity. Now, even the great Socrates himself called democracy mob rule. But at this point, Niall, I will take that mob rule based on those three principles. Is there, but, yeah, but is there a danger? And, and you know, I, no, I'm not completely disagreeing. But hang on. But when you go for a conservative government, that you don't allow a country and a society to progress. That, you know, we, we can't... Well, Ireland is lovely. Don't get me wrong. I was. Ireland was uh, lovely, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, I understand and, what you're saying. And a very conservative government at one stage. We had a very conservative... All governments were reasonably conservative at one stage. We had very conservative morals. We have now gone from being the most conservative country in Europe to probably being the most liberal country in Europe. But surely there's a balance in the middle somewhere, Maureen. Well, unfortunately, Niall, I'm not seeing any balance in any middle here under what I'm living under because it certainly isn't democracy or anything like it. I mean, you don't want to go back to a time where we had no divorce. I'm sure you'd want to go back to a time where there was no abortion because I know you don't agree with it. But, you know... I don't agree with it, no. Yeah, but a divorce... You You agree with divorce, don't you? Yeah. That that was a liberal Uh, decision. No, I don't actually. You don't agree with But I'm coming at, no, I, I come at a point now. Look, I'm, I'm coming from a different angle, you know that, because I'm going to bring my faith into it. I usually do. But uh, we're, you're looking to the future. This country at the moment is heading on the train that's heading right into the depths of hell, as far as I'm concerned, and this again is only my opinion. But this is how I look at it. If you want a real future, you can still have... You can still give people their freedom, their freedom to expression and choice and what they want. But you have to have the, 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 the core principles. And first and foremost, the Constitution will have to come into it. We have, what's a Green Party, one that Pauline, whatever her name is, the other evening oh, or yes. day, came out in the doll with the biggest lot of And said we should I've have to take our freedom. But can I just point out, that story has now been run by Fox News, that particular clip. 
Um, I can't remember Pauline's second name, it eludes me at the moment. But yeah, she I said she said we have a we would no option but to take away people's freedoms uh, when right. it comes to yeah. speech. And she talks about yeah. uh, making people f- or making people from uh, gender, you know, identity communities uh, feeling yeah. discomfort. She talks about that's discomfort, right. and that yeah. should be banned. Uh, and yes, we're right. now the laughing stock of the world when it comes to this particular legislation. But what makes matters worse, the Green Party tweeted last night, we made the news again, uh, we're on the right side of history. And they tweeted Fox News. And I go, and if you look at the comments underneath, I have no idea how they will ever stay in power or who runs their Twitter account because they're basically posting negative news about themselves and making it out to be somehow positive. I have no understanding of what they're up to. Well, you see, look at what they're doing. You see, you leave the method. And why we're saying this from the very beginning, because eventually they're going to destroy themselves. Well, it just goes to show you they don't care what people think. But they don't care what people think. No, they don't. Yes, but this is delusional in their mind. Well, let's be clear. The Green Party are useless. Absolutely useless. useless. Uh, All they have done done is brought misery upon people in this country for the last three or four years since they got into power. And the only reason they got into power was because Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil need them to form a government. That's the only reason they got two or three percent of the national vote. Nobody actually wants them in there. And yet look at the rules they brought in, the legislation in relation to farmers, etc., and climate change. And it still continues. You got the W, uh, uh, the World Economic Forum yesterday suggesting that they want to have all private cars off the road by 2030. I mean, That's right, yeah. they want us only yeah. taking one flight every two years. They want to yeah. ban meat and dairy products. I mean, this is all down the future. This is Green Party stuff, by the way. And they will make people's lives miserable. All in the name of saving the planet. I agree with saving the planet, but let's have a little bit of balance here. We have to enjoy our lives as well. And I'm not giving exactly. up my rashes and sausages for anybody. And neither am I. Have no intention of it. No. So, like, you know, well, hopefully if there's an election the next time, whenever it comes up, mm-hmm. that people realise and have woken up and said, you know what, you're a bunch of nuts. I'm, we're not voting you back in there. Again, well, I cer- well, I Too certainly long. didn't agree with Had what long. Pauline O'Reilly, it was Pauline O'Reilly, actually. Uh, I certainly didn't agree with what she had to say uh, the other no, day. No, no, she no. She actually hung herself with the hypocrisy. She gave herself enough rope. Well, I mean, it has, it has been, it it has been know, featured. It has been featured yeah, in a lot of places. Well, well she obviously she will stand by what she said. Uh, well, so you'll be definitely voting for a Conservative government? Yes. Uh, by the way, James, would you ever give the Greens a vote? Uh, Niall, I would vote for the, the stark raving loony Nazi fucking <laughs> uh, socialist party before I vote. Like, as you mentioned, the Green Party now, it's nearly four years now they're in. What have they actually done in them four years bar taxing the Jesus out of us? Absolutely. Well, not. save the save the planet. You know I mean? We'll save the planet, I suppose. Yeah. So what has actually happened in the last four years, now? They keep telling us that every year, now or every five years, the planet is doomed in five years. I've heard that I think for the last fifty years. Yeah. The ozone was gone. That's fine. Like you, you said about saving the planet, now. You know, the planet will. Uh, technology eventually will sort this the situation out with our energy, our energy stuff. Like we have to eventually in this country look at the nuclear option. You know okay, I mean, okay. Well, and, and I wouldn't like, disagree with you, but I, but I, and I do understand why people have a bit of a fear of the nuclear option. But France do quite well of it. Nuclear power has become a lot safer than it used to be, and it's clean, and it's also quite cheap as well to produce because we're seeing at the moment. Uh, the cost of oil and the cost of fuel has come down drastically. You should see the difference in the forecourts over the next week or so. But the cost of electricity is still not coming down. Anyway. Um, if you want to, by the way, you can take one there. Let me just go to, uh, stay there, Maureen. Let me go to Tony as well. Tony, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Bottom Podcast. All right, Nile. How are you today? How are you doing, Tony? So, Tony, who would you be voting fine, for? Fine. 
I'd be voting for Donald Trump. Okay, so you'd vote for a conservative government? Without a shadow of a doubt, because we tried the other, haven't we? Well, the well we're, we're in the middle of it, aren't we? We're trying it. <laughs> but yeah, all right, but in the last election, an awful lot of people went out and they voted for change, didn't they? They did. Change but, didn't happen. Well, and if we had a conservative government in here, things would change. It's not going to change with Sinn Féin. But uh, I, was just, I, I was just going to say, is Sinn Féin actually changed? No, it isn't, is it? No. No, definitely not. And we definitely need change. And what's wrong with change? No, it's just, like, you look at Ireland now, and you have to ask yourself questions. Like, for all this, you can't say this, you can't do this, you can't say that. It's not a safer country than it was 15, 20 years ago. Well... When you say a safer country, it probably is. It's not a safer country. There's more than almost every day of these. Ah. Well, look, our population no, has... Well, no, well, hang on. With, with respect, our population has increased. It has doubled in the last 30 years, right? Um, when you say yeah. a safer country, generally speaking, I believe it probably is a safer country. It's just that we hear about a lot more things now because we have more media, we have social media, we have more online newspapers, we have more news than we ever had, we have more radio stations. So we hear about stuff. You know, we didn't hear about it. You got like 30 years ago, unless it was in the Herald of the Press, you didn't hear about it. Yeah, okay. Now, there seems to be a... But there seems to be also an agenda as well. Mm. But just stop the masculinity of men. To stop the masculinity of men? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah okay. Oh, oh, don't be masculine. You know what I mean? Like, please. Yeah, but just like toxic masculinity. What's that? Oh, I know. I don't. I don't ever remember masculinity being toxic. To be honest with you, but that's a, it's a, yeah, it's a title that it gets. There's nothing wrong with masculinity. No, there's nothing wrong with masculinity yeah. because if a lady is in distress and she's going to be attacked, or she's in danger, she wants a masculine man to come along and help her, doesn't she? Well, yeah, she doesn't want a weasel to come along. <laughs> or she doesn't want someone coming along with a rainbow flag and saying, "Hold on, we can speak about this. We can talk about this." Well, well maybe somebody with a rainbow flag will talk the person out of it. I don't know, but I think realistically, yes, yeah, somebody would want somebody to defend them. I think I get the point you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with a real man, is what you're saying, Tony. Like, there's nothing wrong with being masculine, and there's nothing wrong with the man going out to work and providing for his family. So you be more of a traditionalist. Without a doubt. Yeah, I get it. Without Maureen, Maureen, are you a traditionalist? Well, hang on. Maureen, are you a traditionalist? That, yes, I would be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I would. And I have another point now to throw in here as well. You've seen the family unit. Take, for example, the family unit. That had been completely broken down and destroyed. That is the first step to destroying a society. Mm. It doesn't take a government to destroy a society. The people destroy society themselves by allowing this to happen. Yeah. And we're seeing the fruit of it now. That's another point I just wanted to get in as well. All right, okay. Let me let me go to James as well. How you doing, James? Well, I never thought I'd be saying this to you again now. Oh, well, good there you afternoon. go, James. Good good afternoon, James. It's lovely to speak to you, James, this afternoon. Yes, because uh, I didn't think I'd be saying good afternoon. I've said, I keep on saying good evening to you, all right, because you're still on the evening. But now it is great to have you. Uh, this is all a bit new to me now because, you know, podcasts and all that would be a bit strange to me now, as oh, you can well, imagine. Oh, well, I can as imagine. As an old codger. <laughs> but it's great, it's great. But I'm just, just I only heard a little bit of those two other speakers, but they're, they're my kind of people now. Mm. <laughs> Maureen, I, I've heard Maureen with you many times. Maureen is down from my part of the world and a very I intelligent woman. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, she's only intelligent because you agree with her. <laughs> if you, did, if you <laughs> didn't like agree with her, she wouldn't be intelligent, would she? <laughs> <laughs> she's a very uh, articulate woman, and uh, and we 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 would agree on a lot. Well, see, but, here's uh, well, like, can I ask you, James? You know, you're clearly a conservative. I'm not even going to ask you the question as to who you would vote for if it was a conservative or liberal government because I know the answer to the question. But the same thing <laughs> I said to Maureen: if you go back 50 years ago in Ireland, it was a very conservative country. Now, oh, yes, now, the pen, well now, now the pendulum has swung, it. absolutely, as I did, actually, realistically, I suppose. Now the pendulum has swung completely the other direction. We've gone from yeah. being the most conservative country in Europe yeah. to the most liberal country in the Europe. Yeah. But That's can strange. We, Isn't it strange, really, now? Yeah, but could we not, can we not have a balance? Can we not have a balance in the middle somewhere? Ah, uh, but there, is, there's, there isn't any, you know, to see the parties that, but even when I was young, the, the, the Fine Gael would have been considered, considered the Conservative Party, uh, under, we say, like, of Liam Cosgrave and all that, and then it all, it all slightly changed. But when, Fianna Fáil were still, were still Conservative up until the kind of mid-2000s. I don't know whether they were really conservative or centre-left now, but they mm. would have been described. Uh, but Fine Gael were the real, like the, we'll say they'd be the equivalent of the, of the Conservative Party in England when I was very young. And then they started to change under Gareth Fitzgerald. And from then on, they started to move more and more to the left. But to see, the problem is now, it, it doesn't matter to me because at my age now, but the young, all the young generation have bought in completely lock, stock and barrel to this left liberal uh, philosophy. Without shadow of a doubt, now. I mean, how very rarely, you know, you encounter someone with my views who's 20 or 21 years old now. Yeah, very but, but, but I'm, I'm nearly 60, and there's some of the stuff that I'm okay with, you know, the kind of more liberal stuff, and there's some I'm not. Now, people class me as right-wing, but I would have kind of left-leaning views on some things. I have no problem with two gay men getting married. I have no problem with certain things. I, I'm not judgmental of people. No, I do have a problem with some of these gender issues that are going on at the moment, obviously, clearly. Um, you know, I have no problem with divorce. I think it needed to be available for people. I mean, they would be things that would be considered to be liberal. So I, I don't have an issue with that. But, oh, yes. but I do I mean, have an issue with some of the nonsense yeah. that's going on at the moment, what they're teaching yes, children yes, in school. The thing is, uh, this hate speech business now, no, that, oh, really, you know, rubbish. that really irks me. I well, well, you. well, you know what's more dangerous about the hate speech thing? Not the legislation itself. It's the fact that you've got three government, main government parties not listening to the people. That's the most oh, concerning yes, part. But Sinn Féin are agreeing with this as well, no? Absolutely. They're not opposing, no, they're they're not not. opposing the hate Yeah. And they say there isn't any change out there. Just in case people think like Sinn Féin are going to be any different. No! Sinn Féin are very much pro-Europe now. now. Yeah. So only the other day, uh, what's her name, Mary Lou made a speech somewhere, I don't know, praising, what lavish praise on the European Union now. Which one time they weren't, as you know. No, of course. Uh, sorry? Yeah, she, and she did also say in that speech, or well, before that speech, that she, if she became the Taoiseach of Ireland, she wouldn't be attending any gatherings anymore in relation to remembrance, um, you know, for events of the IRA. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, just this morning, I was just listening to the news. I'm not digressing now, but the wonderful Green Party. As you know, Niall, down here off the south coast, we have a huge oil field. Huge oil field. It's actually, there's no doubt about it, Niall. All the tests have been done. And the company that are trying to drill there, Barry Rowe, have now decided they're not going any further because the Greens won't give them a new license now. Mm. So that's going to be abandoned now, completely. Because the company is going into liquidation. I, I did. I did hear they they imagine there's enough oil off the coast to do us for about three hundred years. Oh yes, I can mm. imagine what difference if it was managed properly and and and, and the revenue was 
coming to the government for housing and for all the problems and health problems we could solve. And Mr. It's down purely to him and Ryan. He said, no, you're not going to be allowed to drill any more of the but, coast. But some of, their, but some of their rules are nonsense. As I said there a while ago, I spoke to a guy who was changing the tyres on my car recently. And I was asking him where... Oh, sorry, this baby in the background. I was asking him where all the old tyres go. I said, do you burn them? And he said, no, we're not allowed. He said, we can't get a license to burn them in Ireland. So I said, what do you do with them? He said, we put them on a truck. We put them, bring them down to the dock. They go off to China and they're burnt in China in a concrete factory. I said, so what's the point of that? I mean, does that make any sense whatsoever? In other words, the cost and, and, you know, if the Green Party were really serious about this, you know, if they go talk about their CO2 emissions, the truck to bring them to the coast, the the boat, the boat itself to sail to China, you know, and then burning them anyway in in the end, it doesn't, it just makes no sense. None of it makes sense. But they There's don't... an old saying, you know, Niall, that unfortunately people get the politicians they deserve. Now, if you think of it, there's a party in the Dáil with only one member, and you've spoken to him many times, and I have a great time from Padre Tobin now. Yeah. Now, he, he definitely is a Conservative now. Of, Absolutely. Of reason. Sorry? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now, if you, if you think of it, and this is where I, I condemn the Irish people, when we had the uh, abortion referendum, I'm not going to talk about that now, Niall, but when we had it, Three quarters of a million people voted pro-life. And the only party in the Dáil for pro-life are into. Now, tomorrow morning, in the next election, if even a big proportion of those people came out and voted for into, what a difference that would make, Niall. But they won't do it. Into it had about 1% in the, in the polls now. Well, the, well, the man, so well, 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 I suppose the man that was pushing that, of course, at the time, as well as many other politicians, was Leo Varadkar. But yet this morning, Taoiseach, it says here, Irish Times, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar has said in an interview to the Irish Times that he would like to see fewer abortions taking place in Ireland, saying that while it's sometimes necessary, it's not a good thing. He's <laughs> n- so he's now saying it's not a good thing. Actually, do me a favour, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Dave as well. Dave, how are you doing on the Live Bowling Podcast? What's the story, folks? How are you doing, Dave? Nice to talk to you. What's the crack? Good. Dave, who would you vote for? Conservative or Liberal government? Uh, I wouldn't really want to vote for either, to be honest. Would you not? No. I mean, look, in an ideal world, we'd have a nice 50-50, 60-40 split. Because, I mean, governments are supposed to be representative of the people. So if you go one way or the other, you're leaving off all swathes of your population. You know? Also... Really, most people, like I know a lot of people, if I'm being dead honest with you, I hate this left versus right, liberal versus conservative nonsense, because it's all just part of this culture wars crap that's it's coming from America. The vast majority of people that you meet might be in the middle and lean slightly more to one way or the other. Depending on the issue, depending on the issue, yes. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Like human beings, we're, you know, we're not all black and white, you know, we... We change our minds based on, you know, new information or as you get older or you're changing circumstance in your own life. So just to say that you have to be staunchly liberal or staunchly conservative, it, 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 you know, it, it's a bit silly, really, like, because most people, as you're younger, you're more liberally minded because, you know, you have hopes and dreams for the future and you don't realize how dark and bad a place the world can be. But as you get older, you tend to become more conservative, you know? Well, I, well, I, I think James yeah. has been conservative all his life. <laughs> I was yeah, born with no, that. I know, I know he tells me. Now he tells me he's counting the days. <laughs> yeah, but you see, and that's probably because of like of the uh, of the time that James grew up. You know, like I would be maybe a little more left of center because I grew up in an easier time. You know, where probably it was it was more accepting to different people. You know, I mean, 
it, it, it's a pendulum. It ends a swing one way or the other, you know, like. Do, and do you think it'll swing back? In, I mean, as I said already, I, Ireland is now the most liberal state in Europe. Do you think it'll swing, but the pendulum will swing back a little bit? It will. I genuinely think it will. And hopefully maybe we can rest it in the middle somewhere because people are going to get, uh, you know, like, how's it? people are going to get sick of people saying that if you think, you know, X, Y, and Z about someone who's a little different to you in either sexual orientation or blah, 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 you're a bigot and you're horrible. So you're going to go, well, up yours, I'm going to join the other thing. You know, I see people who would have been a lot more liberally minded get kind of pissed off with the ultra liberal people of today and say, well, you know what? These guys on the other side kind of have the right idea. But, like, when we give out about liberalism and conservatism, you know, liberals will say all conservatives are, you know, right-wing, bigots, racists, blah, 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 blah. You know, conservatives will say all liberals are all blue-haired gobshites who think if you want to identify as an air fryer, you should be allowed. (laughs) But really, they're only very, very... Very I, I, I heard a very interesting video this morning, and it's come from a UK school, and I'm sure James will have great interest in this and get a good chuckle out of it. This is the cat one. This is the cat one. Did you hear it? So, is that, so this is, no, is that true, though? It is true. So the nine-year-old challenged the teacher because the teacher was accepting that the other child in the class identified as a cat and gave out to the nine-year-old for not respecting her or his, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, gender. And the nine-year-old put it up to the teacher and said, but they're not a cat. And the teacher said, well, if they identify as one or a cow if they want to, that's what you should respect. And he went, the kid says, no, there's only two genders, male and female. And I I just put it up last night on Twitter and I said, you know what? The teacher needs an education because the nine-year-old is more logical than the teacher in this particular situation. No, I know, but like I've I've heard that story. Like there was one go around that there was a school in America where they had a litter tray for the kid and all that. And it's, it turned out it was just something that started on social media. So no, I know. I think this was actually no. The audio they had the audio and everything of the teacher. Somebody had it. Okay, the, no, that, that's fair enough. It's just yeah. you know anything does it bonkers say, stuff. You know, anything, anyway, anything you hear. But see, but isn't this the point that James is making? James doesn't want to live in that world where people identify as cats or air fryers, as you called it. Uh, James doesn't want to live in that world because he doesn't buy into it. And by the way, nor do I. But as I said, you do already, James. You don't agree with same-sex marriage. I'm okay with that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can't have it your way all the time, James, because society has to progress. But just not well, just not in the... I mean, some of the stuff that we're hearing at the moment is just bonkers. You see, I'm listening to Dave there, and I've heard Dave many times. Uh, you see, there's a very big difference between the people of my view and those of the left liberal. I have no problem now in people having an opposing view to me. No problem whatsoever. If Dave has an opposing view to me and said James is bunkers and I, I have this view, I have no problem with that. And I want him to have his view. But the difference is now, the left liberal want to silence people of my view. Yeah, but, but hang on, but, you, but your people, sorry, inverted commas, the conservatives, particularly those religious ones, going back 50 years ago, did exactly the same thing. They silenced people who were gay. They took books off the shelves and banned them because they might have mentioned abortion. Uh, they did exactly, they silenced communities talking about anything that went against their moral compass. So they did exactly the same thing. Censorship was rife back in the 1960s and 70s. Yes, but you must remember they had the, the they had the support of the people. They couldn't have done that without the support of the people. If, I was often thinking if the Catholic Church was a political party back in my day when they I was didn't. young, it would be the biggest they didn't political have party. A, in, in, 
they didn't the have the support of the people. If it wasn't for people at the time like Gay Byrne, for example, who kind of, you know, brought a lot of stuff up on the Late Late Show in fairness to him, we probably wouldn't have moved on. A very famous story, of course, I think it was the Irish Independent when it used to be at Abbey Street. They were running a story on the front page of the paper, something to do with a priest and a pope or something up to some no good. And three bishops went into the newspaper and literally stopped the press. I mean, that's the sort of stranglehold they had over the state. But, but you have to, if you want to blame any, you must blame society because society approved of that now. And why? How, where was the proof that they did prove it? Because every Sunday the churches were packed out. They voted with their feet now. Okay, well, well, then, well, then, well, then argue that now because every Sunday now, James, apart from, say, communities that might have an older population, the churches are empty. Well, of course, a minority of priests like the Father Brendan Smith did terrible, terrible damage now. Irreparable damage to the church. I don't, I don't think minority. it was just that, James. And I agree with you, that did a lot of damage, absolutely, to the reputation of the Catholic Church. But I don't think it was just that. I think that young people nowadays know an awful lot more. They don't have the same, I'm not going to say respect for religion, but belief in religion that, you know, people of your ilk would have had. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, you know, now, I'm, I, I might be a rigid conservative, but I'm also a realist now. And you know what they say, that there's nothing more inevitable than the two things, debt and taxes. But there is a third inevitable, and that is change now. Change happens, I know that. I don't like some of the change, but it's going to happen, and uh, whether I like it or not now, whether it's for the good or not, time will only tell. But so, but what the, the only complaint I have now, I don't worry about things like divorce and that, and I have no problem with two people being gay, but as long as it doesn't, you know, say that, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that, that kind of thing. Mm. That, that's what gets to me now. As long as you're, as long as you're not silenced. Like yeah. Sorry? As long as you're not silenced. Yes, they must. As, you know, they, they preach the, the left liberals, oh, we must, we must embrace diversity, but that must include a diversity of views now. Uh, you, well, you would think so, but unfortunately at the moment, as you well know, they're ringing in legislation to try and stop people arguing against it. Uh, well, see, mm. you have a completely different view to me about God. You don't believe in God. We've, we've, we've debated that many times. I have no problem with that, Niall. And I'd be, I'd be the first to say, Niall is entitled to say that, or Dave is entitled to say that, because I know Dave is probably not a, non-bel- a non-believer as well. But as long as both of us have the... Uh, freedom to express our views. That's where I'm, I've no problem with change. Yeah, and, and, you know, and Dave, I, I'm kind of with James here. I've no problem with change either to some degree. But I do have a problem when we're bringing in legislation which is not supported by the people, uh, but yet is supported by political parties um, with a majority of people in political parties at the moment. And they're railroading it through without actually listening to the people. And I, I have oh, a huge, yeah, that's a huge concern. Not just the legislation itself. That's concerning enough because it's Orwellian. But it's the fact that they're doing it and not giving a damn what the people think. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I, like, I agree wholeheartedly with what you and James said. See, Seth and James, you know, a little bit liberal, more conservative. We agree, you know. And like, that's what we need in society. See, the problem with society now is it's, it's, we've, we've gone very, I think... I say social media can be blamed for a lot of this. We've become very tribalistic, you know? We've like people find their little echo chambers where their views are and beliefs are held up and you know, God help you if you think otherwise. Like you know, we really do need to go back well, that, to that, well, they're kinda of like mini religions, aren't they really? You know what I mean? No, they are, yeah, yeah, And I'd say I was gonna say go back, but we've never been able to. But, I mean, one religion is kind of going, which is, you know, Christianity or whatever it is, right? Or, you know, theism or whatever religion you happen to, to, to follow. But the new religions now are climate change, LGBTQ. These are all religions. Gender identity. Atheism. 
Yeah, well, atheism, if you will. Well, I don't think atheism is a religion or a belief in anything. Kind of, I don't know. When you hear some people who are like the likes of Richard oh. Dawkins, who are like so staunchly atheistic, it's almost like a belief system based on non-belief. You know, <laughs> I, know. I mean, <laughs> although he, although he did, Richard Dawkins did famously once say he's not ruling out the existence of God. I think he's hedging yeah, his bets. He, 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 like atheists like Richard Dawkins kind of get under my skin. Like he, he's a very intelligent man, but he, he can be a bit of a dick about it. Though, yeah, but he's making money out of it. That's why, isn't he? I know, yeah, but at the same time, we're all talking about like let's live in a world where we respect each other's views while he belittles other people's belief systems. You know? Uh, okay, like, no, no, I, I know. know. He has said that people who believe in God are unintelligent. But, but stay there for a second. Uh, I want to go to Billy as well. Billy, how are you doing? You're on the Live Island podcast. Nice, nice to talk to you, Billy. Uh, Billy, nice I, to talk to you as well. Okay, so who would you vote for? Oh, no, I'm going to surprise you here. Oh, no. You're, you're going to say Trump, <laughs> aren't you? I'm going to say, I, I wouldn't vote for Trump now, but I definitely I, I definitely vote Conservative. Okay, so Ron DeSantis type style uh, Conservative? I, uh, let's, let's just say Conservative. Let's not put names mm, okay. on Okay, okay well, I'm just going to look at the level of conservatism you're looking at, because James it, on the other line well, would be very Ron DeSantis. I the, the levels of Conservative. Okay, if, if we were to put it on a, on a level of Conservatism and using the American politicians as that level, I would have voted for the likes of John McCain. Oh, okay. Um, like you know, a, a conservative who who has a, a good track record and a background. Um, but that's what, you know, that's what that, I kind of said to James, which is a conservative with a liberal sprinkling. In other words, accepts that society has to progress. Well, there, there yeah. is a, there is a progression, but I, I, I just the reasons why I vote conservative. Um, I, I think that's more important than than voting conservative. Like there's there's things that James has mentioned there in terms of like the 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 social cohesion that has evidently broken down in this country over the last couple of decades. Um, and, you know, there has been a very, very massive pull. It seems the more money that's invested in things like sociology and um, social sciences, the, the, the worse things get in society. It's it just pulled it in a completely different direction than, than it should have done. Um, like going back to another thing that James mentioned there in, in terms of religion, like there was a massive fear of religion in this country, and you know Archbishop John McQuay had a an wow, iron yeah. an iron glove that ruled over this country in cahoots with Eamon de Valera and the Fianna Fáil political party for a, a number of years. And, and bear in mind that Fianna Fáil, as an entity, were excommunicated by the Catholic Church originally when the the anti treaty side went went against the treaty. So, you know, there was, they, they were welcomed back in, in in the 30s and they admitted, and that's when that partnership between the two of them started. But there was that, that rule of church and xenophobe for a long time in this country. But what's happened in the last couple of years, if you look, like, I'm, I'm sure you're, you've seen the video on social media of a, a Dublin bus driver being attacked. I saw that. Grave. By the way, I, I, I was kind of copied in a rock and a hard place in that video. I watched it last night. Oh, he, he escalated. He escalated. Oh, he did. He did. Like, he didn't use the same force that he was given. Uh, yeah, when your man, when your man kicked uh, the hat out of his hand, he kind of went a bit AWOL then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he, he, he I'm not condoning But they did. His but they did. I'm not condoning his behavior, but they did drive him to it. Well, they did. But this is, this is the point I'm making, I'll. 20, 30, well, sorry, maybe not 20, maybe 30, 40 years ago, 15 and 16-year-olds would not have behaved like that. There would have been a respect for authority. There would have been a respect for an adult, you know, not to behave like that. 
because you know if you did, you would get in trouble. And and this is the, getting to the point that I'm trying to make here. I, I sent a message when you were talking to the, the firefighter the other night on, on the radio show yeah. um, about the national insurance policies that this country has in the forms of defence, police, fire service, ambulance service, doctors, nurses, everything. There's been a massive underinvestment in those. And that has been like I was. I was actually when I spoke to Tom. I think it was Tom was his name the other night. The the retention retained firefighter. When I spoke to him the other night, I was quite shocked. Actually, I wasn't aware of the full story, and the fact that they're on call and must live two and a half kilometers from the station exactly. and all. I wasn't aware of all that. And and, and these, they do a great service people, to the country. People, yeah, these are people we depend on. If mm. if my house goes on fire here where I am, it'll be a retained firefighter that I'm hoping will come to the door to to put it out. Now, it's bucket and rain down at the moment. So and they're, and they're paying them 99 cent, 99 cent an hour. 99 cent an hour plus the call-out fee. What did he say? 60 euro for the first hour and, and 20 thereafter? Four, I, think, I think it was 40 and then 20 thereafter, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And Niall, that, that's just wrong. No, it and is wrong. we have had successive government, and this is why I vote Conservative, because I would hope that a Conservative government would look at the law and order and the defence of the country and, and the maintenance of, of these vital things that we require. And I'm sure there's people out there that will say, oh, sure, it'll be a, a socialist government that will put all these in. It, it no, it will. It's ours to be a socialist government. Socialist, 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 socialist governments are focused on one thing and one thing only. I, we can quite clearly see that at the moment. Uh, stay there, actually, because I want to go to Kevin as well. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing? Oh, sorry, Kevin, I need to switch you on there. I do apologise. Sorry, Kevin, how are you doing? No how are you? How are things? Good, Kevin. Nice to talk to you. Um, Kevin, I mean, you heard Billy, even though he is a kind of liberally minded person, he'd vote for a conservative government because he thinks they do a better job. Well, well, to be honest with you, because I was, I suppose, most of my life I was quite centre left, uh, left leaning on an awful lot of things. Um, and I'd say with maybe the past 10 years, I've migrated more and more over to the right as I've seen, I suppose, I've seen the old left of what it was kind of changed and morphed into some sort of something that I don't particularly recognise, you know. So yeah. um, I view I view Ireland as, I suppose, we, we, you've discussed this already, and we pat ourselves on the back of supposedly saying we've changed and the pendulum has swung from, you know, conservatism over to... Extreme kind of liberalism, yeah. Yeah, yeah wokeism, yeah. wokeism, okay, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same form of stupidity and it's the same form of silly thinking, you know. We've just changed changed our, our jerseys ultimately is well that's because there's no well, that's because there's no one in, in power to stop them I mean there was a time when we had opposition in government but now we don't have opposition because Sinn Féin just agree with everything the government does because they want to get in there too so and, and the Labour yeah. Party well they're not saying anything at all to be honest with you I mean realistically <laughs> I mean so realistically apart from a few independents nobody is challenging the government and the media as well doesn't oh the media point the media are useless absolutely useless I'll be the first one to say that and I work for them they're useless. Yeah. Well, I, I think in general, people want to be seen Most to be virtuous. You're ch- chatting about religion. and You know, people want to be seen to be virtuous. People want to be seen as good. And they want to kind of show off socially to be good and to be virtuous. So, like, religion is gone to some degree, even though I'm a practicing Catholic myself. Religion has, is, you know, it's, it's less influential than what it was. So there was a vacuum of, you know, how do I prove myself to be socially good? And how do I prove myself to be virtuous in society? And that vacuum has been filled now by another value system, which is, I don't know. I, I'm afraid to call it woke, wokeism because you know that's getting a trashing these days. Apparently, you're not supposed to use that word anymore. I know. You call it an, an extreme form of. I, I, I call it wokeism. Yeah, I call it wokeism. Yes, that's okay. You can use that word if you want to. Um, it, it, but it has been replaced, and that, but that's what I said earlier on, and I and I said it to Dave too. I think, and I think Billy would probably agree. When people 
slipped away from religion. Actually, Richard Dawkins said this recently too. When you lose one theology or you lose favoritism for one theology, as human beings, you need something to follow. And a lot of people, or younger people in particular, you know, the kind of university students, are now following new religions. And those new religions would be gender identity, they'd be climate change, they'd be something that they can follow or grab onto um, because they don't have religion anymore, I suppose. Is that a fair argument? Yeah, yeah they, they want a value system and a value structure and like a moral structure. Yeah. They want, like everybody, like I like kids, I fight kids and grow up and they like structure and everybody likes structure. Everybody knows, one, or everybody wants to know what's good and what's bad and wants to be seen to be good. So I suppose it's kind of socially unacceptable to some degree now to, you know, get out your rosary beads and to say, oh, God doesn't like this or <laughs> said this or whatever. Ah, you're all so, right. James will go out with you. He'll get his rosary beads out with you. <laughs> you and James go together and just get your rosary nah, Yes. Sorry, James, what are you trying to say there? Go ahead. No, someone that was on earlier, the first caller, I think, I just heard briefly, the first caller when I was on, and he was talking about the country is not as safe now when, when he was younger. And I fully agree with him now. And we, we might disagree, but, I, but the country now is, is not... I don't recognise... I don't know. I, I, I actually don't... I, I mean, let me just throw that one to Billy as well. Sorry, Kevin. Stay with me and James. Stay with me. Billy, I mean, this right. argument that the country is not as safe now as it used to be. Well, is, I, is that I, true I or is it just that we hear more about things because of we've more well, media? I tell now, I'm not sure how old... I think I've heard James's age before. I, I'm, James, forgive me. He's only a young fella. In, 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 I was going in to school 70s. in the 50s and then yeah. <laughs> in, in the 50s. But when, when James was growing up, there was probably a population about half the size as it is now. So there's more people, number one, right? So there's, it, by that logic, if there's more people, there's more crimes being committed. And because of mass media and social media, we hear about it instantly. So I mean, the more serious could, crimes, okay, could, to, okay, to put things into happen, perspective, okay. Could, but no, something could happen in Bantry today and you would know about it in 10 minutes. While if you go back to the 1950s, it might take at least the next day, if not the day after, before you'd read about it in the newspaper. Okay, I'm just going to read something, just for all our sakes here, just so we all get our facts right. In 2003, which is 20 years ago now, um, there was 37 murders. Now, I only have the figures here up to 2016. There was 38 in 2016. There was 14 manslaughters in 2003. There was only three in 2016. Infanticide, there wasn't any. Um, actually, there hasn't been any apart from 2007. There was one recorded. Uh, dangerous driving leading to death, 29 in 2003, 30 in 2016, with a population that almost doubled. So it's actually lower, if you, if you understand per head of population. When you look at crime in general, the only crime that seems to increase, have increased dramatically, by the way, is sexual assault and rape. And the reason they have increased dramatically is because they're now being reported more. It's not because they're probably happening more, but they're being reported more. So no. those kind of crimes have increased. Yeah, sorry, James. In well, terms of petty crimes, I, one, I'm, sorry, James. One thing, one thing I, I, I do remember now, when I was young, we did not have in our uh, uh, castrate or in our um, prison system, we did not have a boy A and we did not have a boy B now. In fact, the governor of Mountjoy, the, re the, the retired governor of Mountjoy, as you know, uh, Lonergan, you remember him now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, was, he, he was in the prison service at the, at the start as a prison officer in the early 70s. And then he worked his way up. He worked in Cork and Limerick, and he eventually became the governor of Mountjoy. But when he started in around 1970 in the prison service, he's an elderly man like myself now now, yeah. in the early 70s, there was not one 
teenager in the country, not even one 19 or 20-year-old, who was incarcerated for murder now. Now we have many, many teenagers in, in prison for murder now. But there wasn't one when he started in the prison service in the early 70s now. See, I, I think we have to take into consideration, just coming back to what Kevin was talking about, we have, what we have to take into consideration is the justice system has changed. Um, and when we get what they call convictions are quite different, right? It says here, for example, the number of homicides increased more than tenfold. However, due to the increase in the population, the rate only increased by 0.24% or 1.8% per 100,000 people in the population. The number fluctuates over the years, and I think it has gone down since 2007. Now, this is on figures from 1951, by the way, up to 2000, roughly 10. So it says the number fluctuates over the years. I think it's gone down since 2007. And uh, this does not mean that we are going to return to the 1950s rate. Uh, but sorry, so Kevin, in relation to crime, I, I probably agree with Billy. The amount of unruly teenagers probably has increased, uh, committing petty crimes and fighting in the streets. But for the more serious crimes, I don't think it has increased massively. I don't think so. Well, I suppose you have to go by per capita. But I remember just a, a tidbit. I remember growing up watching the show called Thou Shalt Not Kill. Mm-hmm. And it was going back over murders along the years. And it was such a rarity in Ireland at the time that they made a full series out of like, this was back in the 50s, this one murder. It was a huge thing to happen. Whereas now, maybe it's because we're just being exposed more to it and it's just becoming normalised. But it seems to be there's a murder on the telly or on the radio all the time now. But that's because they get like, caught. Oh, they get caught. Back in the 1940s, people were killing each other. They just didn't get caught. You know what I mean? Maybe so. Maybe so. The stats are the only way to prove that, really. Yeah, but I mean, again, you've taken the population into consideration. We had less than half the population if you go back to the 1950s. I think we'd only a population of 1.6 million at that stage back in the 1950s. We now have a population now, of 5 million people. Yes, James? You see, also what has changed now compared to your day and my day, there is absolutely no respect now for the Gaddish economy among the young people. No, you're right. None whatsoever now. You're right. They're all, they all want to put them on YouTube. Yeah, I, 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 you and I had a very healthy fear of the Garda Sikana now. We had a fear of our neighbours. We had a fear of our neighbours. The, the other side of things is when you were younger, the guards walked the streets. The guards were in housing estates. You mm-hmm. saw guards. They were extremely visible. Now the and guards... And they were now. My grandfather was a guard, James. I, I, I can attest to that. Yes, they were. But I'm, I'm not saying you should be heightest, but I, I am a fan of guards being visible. Guards should be walking up and down the street. They should be visible. They should be known in the community. So the problem is they can't. Yeah, the problem is they can't get guards anymore. Um, and and you are right in relation to your your granddad being a, a large man. In those days, there was a height restriction, of course, to join the guards. And by the way, I believe they should have never got rid of the height restriction. There's nothing worse than seeing two guards. I saw two guards in Temple Bar one day. A fight broke out. And there was no disrespect to them. Two female guards, both of them were five foot three, five foot four. I say max, and neither of them would tackle the fight. They called for backup, and arrived then back up a van. Three lads jumped out, who were obviously reasonably well capable of looking after themselves, and broke up the fight. That's pointless. That's useless. There's no there, there's no purpose to that. No disrespect for the, to these particular ladies. It could have been a man. I don't care. I'm not being sexist. I'm just saying it's pointless having somebody who can't handle themselves in a I, situation. I, I, I just I, I disagree. I disagree with your your comment on height, Niall. Um, I, I do think that is a training issue rather than the person's height. But we we can we can talk about that another time if you wish. Yeah, but I do but, I do believe know. that height intimidates. Yeah. Height, height is an intimidating factor, but then then again, as I said, my grandfather was six foot four. He he worked 
he worked in Kevin Street. He he was on Lugs Brannigan's squad in Kevin Street oh, back in the. Oh, look at him now! You're excited. You're excited, James. Now with oh, Lugs Brannigan, I, I I could I could tell I could tell James stories. But the, yeah. the thing about it is, I'm in fact sitting down with the grandfather who's who's now passed away. So I'll tell the story. Made the comments that he was a, he was in the guards before the words police and brutality were put in a sentence together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it. But that's the point. Back in those days, if the reason the crime figures were lower as well is because crime, if someone yeah. if someone nicked something from a shop and was caught by a guard, the yeah. guard wasn't going to do the paperwork. No, he just boxed the head off. The cell. He just gave him a few things <laughs> and send him on his way. I don't know, Kevin. If you'd like that style of policing back but again, would you? What, what, but that that side of policing Nile is gone, and it's yeah. go, it's a good thing. Do you know that what? It is gone. You know what? Maybe it didn't do us any harm. Sorry, Kevin. What are you trying to say? I just say I'd much prefer, if I had to get in a fight with a guard, I'd much prefer him to be five foot six than six foot four. And I put it that way. I I think I would agree with you. Listen, lads, thank you very much indeed, Billy, Kevin, James. I appreciate you coming on the thank show you. today. By the way, lots and lots of people texting in in relation to that story. The majority of people, now of course it is my audience and of course I'm probably more conservative. The majority of people texting in today said they would vote for a conservative party if we had such a party. By the way, breaking news, President Michael D. Higgins has apologised to Professor Louise Richardson for a throwaway remark he made in a newspaper interview yesterday. Now, of course, you may know that the president is not meant to make any comment whatsoever on political decisions in this country. And, uh, you know, he obviously talked about foreign policy. He obviously talked about NATO. And, of course, the president is not meant to get involved in those kind of debates. In the interview of the Business Post, President Higgins highlighted the composition of the panels at the forum. They say includes the admirals and generals, the Air Force, the rest of us, as well as the formerly neutral countries who are now joining NATO. And uh, I suppose he was having a go at Ireland and political decisions because, of course, Ireland at the moment is discussing that. Now, but maybe there's a whole topic in that, by the way. Should the president be allowed have an opinion? The president's job in Ireland is not only to be a figurehead. His job primarily is to protect the constitution of Ireland. That's his job. And I should hope, by the way, he will do a very good job of it this year because this will be the big test for him. Because, of course, if the government and the Green Party, and Sinn Féin, and everybody else involved, managed to get this particular piece of legislation on hate speech or hate crimes through the doll and to the president for him to sign, I would like to think that the president would refuse to sign it and send it to the Supreme Court to test it for constitutionality. Because I don't believe it's constitutional. And you should all be very concerned about it. We have talked about it at length. By the way, somebody responding to me on Twitter last night suggested that the media are silent about it. I'm not silent. I haven't stopped talking about it in three weeks. We've had at least four guests on the air, primarily just talking about that. We've discussed it at length. And I've warned every single one of you not to listen to the government when it comes to this particular piece of legislation. I don't believe Helen McEntee when she said she doesn't need to define the word hate. If you're going to bring in this legislation, define it. I don't want anybody to be used as a test case just because they turn around and say, I don't believe a man can become a woman. Oh, hate speech. You offended somebody. There's a transgender over there who's really upset and thinks that you're bringing hatred on the community. All of a sudden, you find yourself in a dock and a judge deciding whether you're in breach of the legislation. You find the guard of Shia Khan knocking down your door trying to take all your computers off you because you might be in breach of the legislation. And it's up to a judge to decide. Absolute and utter nonsense. The minister needs to define the word hate if she really wants to consider, even consider this legislation. She also talks about the original legislation, the Incitement and Hatred Act, 
1989. She said there's only been 50 prosecutions. So she believes that's the reason to bring in new legislation because it's clearly not working. Would it not be more in her interest to say, well, there's only been 50 prosecutions because actually we're a very tolerant society, generally speaking. So there was no need to prosecute anybody. We are a very tolerant society. Look at how much Ireland has changed. I don't see people going around killing each other every day because they're different. I know that you get the odd head case who'll do something stupid generally, but you're always going to have them in society no matter what sort of legislation you bring in. Even if you brought in hate speech legislation tomorrow, you're still going to get people who go out and beat somebody up just because they don't like the colour of their skin or their sexuality. They're always in society, those idiots. Lots of comments, by the way, coming in on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Can I point out? I'll just read out one or two of them, if I can. Um, Elaine says on WhatsApp, for what it's worth, I think the country should be nationalised. Neither, uh, neither, both have destroyed America. Can you imagine living in a country where it felt, uh, it felt ill or hurt yourself? You'd rather suffer the pain or worse, die, so you don't put your family into financial difficulty. I know our own health system is bad, but we are at least trying to look after people, says Tom Larkin on Facebook. Neither. The leaders who were executed, this is in relation to the question about Conservative or Liberal, the leaders who were executed in Ireland for the Rising, the British knew they'd getting rid of these men would leave Ireland rudderless. We need these type of men to, unfor- uh, we need these type of men at the top. Unfortunately, people like that we'll never see inside the government in this country ever again. Because the system is so twisted and corrupt that only twisted and corrupt get into power, says Patrick. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy for president. He's the only honest man out there, says Mags Quinn on Facebook. <laughs> Do you know what? Kennedy could surprise everybody. He could. Now, remember, of course, people seem to think that he's Republican because of his views around vaccines, etc., and his views on COVID. He's not. He's actually a Democrat. Joe Biden always says Joyce uh, uh, Nevin in Facebook. Really, Joyce, would you want him in there again? I don't want to be ages, but the man is incapable of taking steps at this stage. He does this little run off the stage to try and prove to people he's capable of it. But he'll always have an aide running beside him just in case he falls again. I mean, God bless him. He doesn't even know the Queen is dead. Sure he doesn't? Can we play that clip again of the Queen being dead? Would that be possible? Can we play it? No, we can't. Oh, there it is there. Yeah, yeah, play the the clip there of uh, Joe Biden. Play it there, go on. All right. God save the Queen, man. God save the Queen. Watch the run. Watch the run. Oh, we didn't we didn't get to see the run. By the way, somebody says, Niall, what is it Paulina Riley said in the doll that was so bad? Uh, actually, we've got the clip of Paulina Riley. Have we still got there the compliments of Grip Media? But it was the rock on a Rockless TV as well at the time. There it is there. Give, have a quick listen to this. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but yeah. they are restricted for the common good. The common Everything good. needs to be balanced. Yeah. And if your views on other people's identities Gender identity. go to make their lives unsafe, mm-hmm. insecure, mm-hmm. and cause them such deep discomfort, discomfort. that they cannot yeah. live in peace, then go. I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. Restrict those freedoms for the common good because you might be making somebody feel some level of discomfort, which makes them feel unsafe. That's their own feelings, by the way, that make them feel unsafe. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's not fine, by the way. People shouldn't feel unsafe in society. 
But that's their own feelings. I can't have somebody else's feelings. I'm sure there are people listening to some of the callers on the air over the last 12 years that I've spoken to people on radio, um, this podcast as well, and some people feel, I feel unsafe and discomfort at what that person said. So what? That's your feeling. There's nothing to do about that, you know. I'm not sorry, by the way. That's just people's opinions make you feel unsafe. I'm sure you might have opinions, that person. That makes somebody else feel unsafe or makes somebody else feel a level of discomfort because they don't like your opinions on something. There's no law that says you have a right or there's no right not to be offended by other people's opinions. But, of course, they want to bring in that law now. That makes it a right that you're not offended in some way. Anyway. All right. I'll be back again tomorrow. Don't forget, by the way, you can download this show in about an hour or so. It'll be on our usual uh, outlets, all the usual platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, all the usual places. It'll also be available on our website, nileboyland.com. If you want to see the video, by the way, you can go to the website. It's there if you want to watch it. I prefer to watch it personally, would you? Because I'm a good-looking chap, after all. Sorry, my producer just laughed at me here. Uh, and don't forget as well, you, you'll be able to look at the stream. We take the stream down as soon as this show is over. We'll delete that stream. But if you want to watch it straight back again, you can. We put it straight back up again in about 10 minutes' time in the subscriber section on Twitter. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because now I'm starting to start begging. <laughs> if you want to subscribe to help us, to keep this show going, because that's what we want to do. We want to give you an opportunity to have your opinion on the air. It's rare nowadays that you're allowed to have your opinion, but we don't want to silence you. That's why it's called the Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. So we don't want to silence anybody. We want you to have your opinion, and that's really important. So we would ask you to support us. It's not much. Either on our website, you can register there. It's a fiver a month. Or on Twitter, just up here. If you look, if you're on Twitter now and you're watching it live... Uh, there is a follow button. Just follow me and then click subscribe. And it's five a month, which is, you, by the way, you won't even get a pint of beer for a fiver. So it's like saying, listen, Niall, I wouldn't mind buying you a pint of beer. You did a great job the other day. Fair play to you. Work hard. Because we've no other way of making money. Absolutely none. So this is the way we make money, by asking you for it. So we'd like you to support us. And we'd really appreciate it if you support us because it allows us to continue doing what we're doing. It's only a fiver a month. It's like buying a cup of coffee or a pint of beer for us once a month. It's not much to ask, and you get this every day. We will never charge you to watch it live every single day. We will never charge you to listen to it live every single day. Never. All right, it's the only way we can make money is by doing something a little bit different. We will have some longer interviews and stuff like that that you will be able to watch on the website. You will get some benefits, of course, to paying that fiver as well. All right, so listen, thank you very much indeed. And if you have already subscribed, thank you. And for those who are going to do it right now, aren't you? Uh, we will thank you as well in advance. Uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. You never know what we'll be talking about. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 